After nearly two decades surrounded by the warmth and love of paradise, with great sorrow creeping on the precipice, myself, my beloved daughter, and my deceased friend returned to what was once our home. In mere days back on Zenith, we were overpowered, imprisoned, threatened, released, dragged to a foreign spoke run by devils, introduced to my long-lost sister from a life before a life who had been here all along, had agents of a distant pantheon parade their servants for our picking, and now we are bound to a new contract, some devious fluid thing that best suits our needs. Very much an emotional reproduction of soaking in a hot spring in the winter, then climbing out to roll in the snow. A shock, though I cannot guarantee the opportunity to return to the warmth waits for me here. I wish my dear Penelope didn't have to suffer such trials, but I am grateful to have her here by my side. The way she looks to me with such hope in her eyes. She thinks I have all the answers. Oh, how I wish it were true. There is too much to do. I must study this new body Wuxia has adopted. I must continue my research on the Golden Arm. And we are to start questing again sometime quite soon, I imagine. And I don't know if I am ready. The last time we were here looks nothing like this. Penny was a warrior reborn. Gaspar still bound by his contract. But mostly whole. Wuxia as he was. However one would describe that. And Halophon. They've all changed. You wouldn't recognize a one of them, at least on the outside. But I fear perhaps it is I who has changed the most. True, I was not trapped, or disembodied, or reborn. But I am a father now, and I have seen the deepest parts of dreams. And now the question is asked, what is my purpose? Before I wish to return home, to that family far away, that place of love and toil, where I spent some hundreds of years becoming who I am now. But that was before I had a family here, in the flesh, a daughter, a sister, dear friends. Is one more real than the other? Can I risk abandoning what I have in the flesh and blood for a chance at a taste of what I once had in sleep? I have new answers to seek, but instead of hidden in a book, I fear they are hidden within myself. But I know you'll be there to help me, dear friend. I'm sure many who keep a journal feel attached to that body of text. But I think I may be one of the few people whose journal is also their closest companion. Enjoy the bittersweet flavor of these words, dear Opus. I fear they will keep you well-fed for some time now. The crushing black of the ocean presses in from all sides. Nothing as far as the eye can see until you awaken into a new body. Wake up! Is my blowhole clear? That's it. Out with the bad water, in with the good. (laughs) I'm never going to get used to this fresh stuff. You won't have to. Are you all right? I've been better, but I'll survive. What'd you find? That you were very tired, and you slept for quite some time. 
The bathroom that surrounds you is exactly like every bathroom in every Basque Western hotel, because they don't just promise excellence. They promise consistency. <laughs> As your limbs are sprawled out of this tub, that's half the size it should be for your body. Oh, for sure. Uh, Iavos is sitting on the toilet, studying you, making sure you're awake, slapping your cheek and looking into your weird fish-like pupils. I'm still tired. Suppose I should thank you for your good works. Uh, real quick, though, you mind if I top myself up a little bit? Please, the more strange things you do, the more I can learn. Oh, well, <clears throat> brace yourself. With a whole lot of squealing skin against faux porcelain, Wuxia is going to shift and turn himself around, gifting Iavos the wet, mossy, kelpy view of his undercarriage <laughs> before sinking his head beneath <laughs> the tub faucet, wrapping his moist, now- plant bearded lips around it and turning it on enough to guzzle from it. A minor enchantment allows rooms to be of slightly larger or slightly smaller size to accommodate goliaths and halflings respectively without necessarily altering the size of the floor. Therefore, your bathtub is almost big enough for you to be comfortable. Like any good bathtub at any hotel, it's almost good <laughs> enough. Well, the studies while you were resting were... To be clear, I have just as many questions as when I started. For example, I weighed you beforehand, and, well, the water you've been submerged in very quickly turned into seawater. Something about this vessel transforms fresh water into the sea. Not only that, but the volume increased while you were sleeping. So not only are you converting, you're creating from nothing, which doesn't make sense. You mean I snore loud? Well, yes, but that's not part of this particular study. It's still got a certain walrusy charm to it, though, doesn't it? I would say it's exactly as charming as a walrus, yes. Oh, fantastic. I've also been studying this strange kelp that seems to grow from you where hair normally would. I ain't never been this hairy before. Well, I kind of gesture to the floor and there's a big pile of decayed kelp. I tried removing some of it. It grew back almost instantaneously and then decayed slightly. Well, I am a salty boy. It should be noted that as delicious as kelp can be, this is completely inedible. I dare say quite toxic. Um, speaking as someone who ain't never had hair before, is any hair edible? <sighs> I mean, in some ways, yes, but no, don't eat hair, Wusha. <laughs> Right. It is not nourishing, but the difference between nourishing and edible is great. Sounds fair. But yes, the kelp just keeps coming and growing and then decaying as though you're creating life and then returning it to this state of oceanic decay. And these markings on your skin. It's not like the ones Halifon had. His told a story. These... They almost seem to change the more I study them. It's very organic, not geometric. I have no idea what they stand for. You know, I never thought to ask about it too much or think about it too much. My, well, old kind had markings too. We, we was born with them and they was meant to mean different things. So I, I guess I, I got to start trying to understand this. As you look at them. Every time you gaze upon these patterns, your eyes form a new shape, sometimes bulbous pointy, sometimes oddly organic, 
but always in a borderline fractal. While the image never actually changes, the depth to which you view it does. I wonder if I can... Oh, hold on. I'm going to give you the old razzle-dazzle, and by that I mean stick my leg ballerina-like straight up and point my toe, and try to focus on my inner thigh and make one of the shapes change and make something. As the level of moisture on the skin alters, as the light changes, the shape seems to change. But whether it actually does is almost impossible to determine with the naked eye. Someday I'll learn to make it a fish. I suppose it's probably just a mark of the deity that offered this body up to our team to use for your reincarnation. Something about the god of infinite patterns. Hmm. You think I should thank him? I think a letter would be prudent. (laughs) Dear God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need your help with that. Of course. But Wusha, I've been studying this body and your previous body as much as any practitioner could. But I've never asked, how does it feel? You were alive once. What makes this tick? Or a long time ago, I was alive. Lots of things happened since then. And I can tell you that it's always felt like every day, as time keeps going forward and forward, I am a little bit smaller inside of me. Pulling away from the edges a little bit more. I know where I end, but I can feel it less and less. I I have times when I feel big inside, when I feel like my, my well, my self is rising, but when I don't think about it, when I, when I sort of try to focus away from it, I can feel myself uh, ebbing up again. Well, whatever the properties of this aquatic spirit that your soul is bound to, it may be difficult to inhabit a vessel with it as well as your own ego. They could be in contest with each other. Hmm. You know, Yavos, if you're asking me to think less, I think I can do that. I'm not, but I appreciate that you understand the nature of what I'm saying. Let's get you out of this salt water. It's starting to smell like a dog at low tide. I get six of the free towels and attempt to wrap them around Wusha. (laughs) As you enter the best question room proper, you see the spirit of Gaspar sitting in a small couch with Penny. With EXPN playing on low volume on the scry, Penelope's small body is sitting on the couch wrapped around a bucket. As you enter, she looks up excitedly. Guess what? They keep giving us free ice. Well, that's lovely, dear. There's a bed in the center of the room with a small couch area to the right of it and a little kitchenette to the left. Here, have a seat, Wusha. Wusha, not wanting to ruin these beautiful fluffy towels that he has already made so damp, will whip them off and sit on the bed. Uh, Nelly, I think I'm ready to be braided. Pick a spot. <laughs> she lets out a delighted squeal, uh, putting down her bucket and bounding over to where you're sitting on the bed. Let's start with the armpits. We made that mistake last time. <laughs> <laughs> and she begins gently and skillfully braiding your seaweed. Ooh, that tickles. 
you're finding it extremely difficult because hair is coarse and naturally holds together, whereas kelp is naturally inclined to <laughs> slide around. And every time he lifts his arms up, the armpits simply unbraid. The head is a little bit easier because it is a little bit drier, and it does seem to hold, but with a lot of help from leather ties and the like. I've been studying Wuxia quite extensively, and while there are some fascinating and illuminating bits of evidence, he's still quite a mystery. You know, it struck me now that you're in there and you say that. Where'd all my little friends go? Well, when you were struck low, all that was left behind was just a thick sea foam. Barely enough to fill a bottle. No crabs? Lost to the swamp, I'm sure. Well, gotta go find some. We'll add that to our list. But Wusha, Hmm? we hit the ground running as soon as we had you reincarnated. We've had a lot to deal with, all of us. But we're a team again. We haven't really discussed our goals or how we're doing. It has been less than 36 hours since you were born into that tank and then drowned and born again. You have had not even a single moment to yourself except that time in the tub. Our uh, sails have been a little full ever since I started being on your crew, so... Suppose that's the speed I was used to living at. But I guess you're right. What what are we supposed to be doing now anyway? Arms down, please. <laughs> well, first of all, we are being accused of many alleged crimes. As long as we stick to the strategy that Thaddeus and Yartz have set out for us, we should be fine. But with being reinstated into the League... We should see how we can use that to its fullest potential. I've seen you in more lock-up trouble than anyone else I know. What do you think's best to do next? I think a bit of public relation work would be in order. Having the people see us, our fans see us, just going about business normally would put their minds at ease. I agree. I would like to start rehabilitating our image. Well, the three of you have done a great job of that already. Not to be indelicate, but what the fans saw before is not what the fans see now. All three of you are completely different entities. I've changed a little, but time will do that. I was thinking the same thing. If we're supposed to, you know, rehabilitate our image, what the hell is our image? Well, we have to keep in mind that a big part of our public image, our face, I dare say similar to a mascot, was Halophon. With a name mentioned, Wuxia shudders and glowers, with all of his kelp looking just a little bit more rotten than it usually does. Uh, Wuxia? Hi. When he said that just now, you clenched your butt cheeks really hard. Are you doing okay? I've been checked before. I've had to moor myself down every once in a while. But I ain't never been crushed that hard. And it ain't never going to happen again. I was brought on to fill a role in the team, and that role was to keep folks safe, and I couldn't do that. It cost us time. It cost us fans. It cost us near on everything. And every single one of you had to bear that burden because I wasn't good enough. Well, Wusha, given the situation, 
not many can duel a paladin and come out on top. That don't change the fact that my all were breached and I were brought low. That don't change the fact that it ain't never gonna fucking happen again. Small arms, put down your seaweed and wrap around you from behind. There's no shame in it, Wusha. Whatever burned inside Hal, even as Pentecost, I could never beat him at anything. I had a long time to think about that. I felt every single stretched moment of being lost below. Nothing to hold on to. Nothing to see. Drifting, pressed in on all edges. I felt the depths, how far Mother Ocean is willing to pull me. And it weren't nothing like that. I think we was all lying to ourselves. I think we was all delusional. I think it were my confidence which were an issue. There were a time when I believed you. When that rat bastard were better than us at too many things. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think we was willing to let him be better. I think we was relying on him too much. Should I find him again, he'll feel the pressure I knew for too long. That's something we all need to keep in mind. Whatever our business with Halifon was may not be concluded. It seems like he's gone back home, but... He could be anywhere, waiting for us, making a plan now that we've taken down Penny Dreadful, at least in that form. It's a real risk that we should keep in mind when we turn any corner or go anywhere we're not certain of. If I need to drown his house and home to get to him, I hope you all be there with me. As long as we can talk to him first. I think we should be very careful to consider... How to approach Halophon. I was, I was in that fight, and it seemed like he didn't want to fight all of you, even when I told him to. That's true. He did spare two of us that he could have struck down. And he gave me that scroll. It was from the codices. He really did believe what he was doing was trying to help. I don't personally think that justified what action he took, but we need to understand where he's coming Traitor's from. Traitor's a traitor. No quarter for a mutineer. I've committed my fair share of crimes under duress. The people I've wronged and their loved ones have come after me. Sometimes I wish I could make those things right again, but they have the right to come after me. And I have the right to fight them back. Well, whatever happens with Halophon, it's on the horizon and we'll handle it as a team. Whatever Halophon did, I... Really, his crimes pale compared to mine. What must you all think of me? Oh, my dear heart, Iabo says, pulling you in close to a hug. Just because they're part of you doesn't mean you're responsible for the sins of your mother. Well, Nelly, the difference is that Hal made a choice. 
you, as a plural, sometimes don't get that luxury. Are you saying, Gaspar, that you think that I might succumb to the darkness inside me? I think that your morality, your alignment, is more a fluctuating orbit. It is our responsibility to make sure you don't stray too far. You still have a choice in the matter. Yavos, as you see Penny's smile brighten and the weight lift off her shoulders, you adjust your father's spectacles. You know Gaspar is lying. Hey Warren, sorry I didn't make it in today. After yesterday's fajita fiasco, I figured I should take a personal one. I reached out to my primary care cleric, and after she stopped yelling at me about having her home number, she said I needed more fiber in my diet. So I've been eating this knitted scarf made of hairy noodles for eight hours, but I still shit like an idiot. Anyway, I hope Paige does you good in the meantime. Let me know if you need anything. Beta Boy D Brad is out this pad. Double deuces. I am sorry your friend is missing, Mr. Rotsboro, but there is little I can do from this cell. It was not wise for you to come here. If Armistice realizes you were working for me from the start, you will not be safe. Glenn Armistice has wanted me dead since the attack on the Fallow Crown's press conference. I'm a loose end. The only thing keeping me safe is the public eye, and I can't very well find Dirk if I'm dancing for the fans on Live Scry. It is, of course, your choice. I can only advise caution. But why come to me? I have no power left, political or physical. You hold more power from this cell than Armistice ever had or ever will. Besides, there is something you can do for me. And what is that? I need access to your private ring gate. Armistice controls all interplanar travel. He'll shut me down before I've packed a bag. But I know you built a private gate off the grid. Tell me how to access it. Where will you go? You have no leads. You clearly weren't paying attention. Hey, Warren, sorry I didn't make it in today. Beta Boy D-Brad is out this path. Double deuces. Perhaps my weakness has affected my mind, but I still don't understand. First, Dirk only calls me Warren when he's trying to impress me or worried about something. Second, he dragged himself out of aura with a cosmic knife wound to do his job. Shitting like an idiot wouldn't keep him from the scry. Hell, that's his baseline. And third, he told me exactly where to go. Beta Boy D-Brad is out this path. Double deuces. He's in Beta D-22, and you know exactly where that is. Do you have a pen? Commissioner, please. I'm an investigative journalist. I always have a pen. to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, 
erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Are you living the Ivory Coast life in Inn Lakes, but have a craving for Den Missourian braised oxen? Maybe you're living the big city life in Anmar, but you'd do anything for a few bottles of Rogamian cider. Even Camarians get hungry for Dornish cinnamon loaf. Well, now you can have what you're hungry for, when and where you want it, with Portmates. This new Scryphone Rune app lets you order cuisine from all over the five kingdoms, which gets flung through the ley lines of magic and transported directly to your door. Portmates. Twice the price for zero effort. Hey, all you cuties. Hello. Is it mid-roll you're looking for? I'd like to get in the habit of keeping our mid-rolls a little bit shorter to get you back to the action sooner, and to make room for potentially more ads in the future to keep this boat afloat. So here it goes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You make the show possible. If you want a bunch of free D&D content and new ways to interact and be part of the show, check out the link at theluq.com. And while you're there, check out all the extras like cast bios, photos, and links to everything LUQ. Interact with us on social media, and please leave a review for the show. It's free. Our current legend Legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde, with Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. For personal messages and advertising opportunities, please reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams for Monday Night Live premieres of the show and gaming throughout the week. The mailing address is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon 97214 if there's anything you've been dying to get to the cast and have a show on social media. No homemade food, please. Oh yeah, and join the Discord. It's the best pile of nerds online, and you get to chat with cast and creators of the show daily. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. The leaves are crunchy, the air is crisp, and that can only mean one thing. Autumn is here. It's our favorite time of year at Barber Java's, and to celebrate it, we're inviting you in for our limited edition Cinnamon Jack-O-Lantern Latte. Seasonal spices, hot foamy cream, and the finest dark beans magic can conjure. Just like a jack-o'-lantern, it's totally lit, so be sure to ask for an extra pumpkin of flavor. This week only, it's buy to get... You know what? I can't do this. What is this sugary garbage? Jack-o'-lantern isn't a flavor. It's a very weak connection to the witch theme, which, might I add, has gotten a bit out of hand. Baba Java's used to be about the magic of the bean, the slow roast, the fine grind. It was about making quality coffee through ritual and sacrifice, bringing that touch of darkness to the morning to get your day started with the gifts of the ancients. Taking a soul or two here or there, occasionally dropping a curse. This is all it was ever meant to be. But everyone went nuts for the witch-themed coffee, and now it's all cotton candy cat batchinos and double fudge hexpresso. 
And look at these cup sizes. Who needs a plastic cauldron full of iced coffee that's half corn syrup? What have I done with my life? How did I sell out this much? Uh, can we, uh, finish the commercial? Please? Command me not, tie-bound corporate hog! I take my leave of this place, but mark my word, when I return there will be a reckoning. When I emerge back into this reality, ushered by a legion of blood-red crows and the sounds of harmonious anguish, the rain will boil. The frigid air will consume with a corrosive hunger, and the sun will collide with the moon, and a new age of darkness will be upon us. So it is spoken, and so it shall come to pass. By all the power of the caffeine coven and the laws of black magic, fear. Fear my second coming, for nothing shall remain as it was. The new Cinnamon Jack-O-Lantern Latte at Baba Java's. Mmm. Now that's black magic. In the two weeks since you've begun staying in the Best Western, each of you has had opportunities to leave the hotel and explore Zenith as a whole. You are now reinstated as members of the League of Ultimate Questing, with all the rights and privileges granted therein. But you do not have a home. Not yet. Akrataria is a finely tuned machine, capable of manufacturing unbelievable amounts of infrastructure at a moment's notice. But they are taking their sweet time with your manse. It hasn't been long since you were last in Verata, but this visit is more business than pleasure. After asking around about where to find the best <clears throat> corpses, you were told the best, most ethically sourced bodies available could be found in the commercial district of Verata. I like the sound of ethical and everything, but perhaps we should be going for more uh, capable bodies. Well, hold on. Let me get this straight. You have to jump into a corpse. Yes. I can possess a willing living creature. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm always willing. But effectively, if I possess you, then we're down a member. Hey, put our heads together. What can't we accomplish, right? But the tricky part is what I've noticed possessing the few bodies that I have is that I tend to suppress their souls, their consciousness. It's been... It has been a depressing time for them afterwards. Uh, something hard to bob back up from? Yes. All right, well, what about this? If I hadn't had to do this before, I wouldn't ask this question, but say I lose a bit of me, right? Lopped off right at the elbow. Boom, arm gone. Can I, like, can you, on the on the bit remaining, can we, is that good? I think putting my arm on your arm would make me... I think attaching my golden arm to your severed arm wouldn't necessarily be the greatest force to be reckoned with. 
fair, but it'd stop us both from being armless, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> As you pull in to the commercial district and land on the nearby streets, a man in a blue suit with red horns walks up to the taxi and immediately puts three citations on it. The cabbie pokes his head out of the window. Hey, fuck you, buddy! Uh, anytime, sir. As the devil walks off. Get out of the goddamn cab! Good boy. <laughs> you stand in the middle of the commercial district. The skyscrapers that stand all around you are so tall, they practically blot out the sun. Everywhere the eye can see are advertisements, blotting out any vision of anything other than what is directly in front of you. Speaking of what is directly in front of you, there is something listed as a body shop. Tailoring, customization, and bespoke corpses. (laughs) In the window, you see a lovely young woman in a almost Shakespearean pose. Opposite her in the other window is a large, beefy, meaty man doing what looks like a flex. I think... Gaspar and Wusha are going to stand in position in the window to see the reflections of their faces, like on those bodies. Wusha being the dancing girl. Absolutely, <laughs> Wusha being the dancing girl. Wusha will draw on a deep breath. <sighs> I missed my dress. <laughs> As you walk into the body shop, you are greeted by a tragically familiar voice. Hey, Bubby, good to see ya. Hey, I recognize you having uh, second thoughts, eh? Who's that? Uh, that's somebody who crashed your reincarnation ritual. Oh. Well, you didn't tell him about me? Hey, you don't know what you missed out on, my guy. Glad you kept the flyer. Too bad the coupon just expired. Uh, uh it was a buy one, get one walrus dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gasper, should I be having second thoughts? No, I don't think so. Well, sorry to say we're flesh out of dicks, but, you know, <laughs> you want you want blowholes? You want some echolocation? Fuck, you want some squid eyes? Like, let's do this. What do you want? I could use a blowhole. This one's smaller than I'm used to. Uh, Usha, just remember, you have a um, contractual obligation to your new god. And yes, uh, we're, we're not here for him. We're here for me. I'm not comfortable uh, risking the life of another uh, during a quest. Ah, getting some spirit back in the fingers, huh? Well, follow me. Let's take a (laughs) look-see. All right, I don't need too many special features, but I need a body that will do the work that my team needs it to do. And... Well, let me get the old measuring tape and take your stat measurements. We're looking at a, what, a 17 dexterity by a... Wait, what's your dump stat? Wisdom has always been my dump stat. Ah, uh, yeah, want to have your cake and eat it too, huh? Well, <laughs> actually, I've been listening to some of the commentary, and Sarge's words have uh, really hit home. Uh, if it's not too much trouble, we're going to need that dump stat all the way up. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I'm looking for a model with a lot of trunk space. Ah, uh, the glute scooting cutie. <laughs> I think I got just the section for you. <laughs> All right, it looks here like you're uh, you're here with uh, obsessive vinculum. That's great, but you're not going to get any add-ons. I'm sorry to say, I got this catalog here. You you can pick anything out of the PHB. The PHB? Pretty huge butt. 
you know, I've always wanted to just be just plain vanilla human. Well, there uh, ain't no accounting for taste, I guess. I find it useful when people underestimate me. Well, it's uh, it's pretty basic, but you know there are some some automatic free upgrades which you should know about. There is an all leather exterior. That's uh, that's good. You want that? It's uh, it's gonna gonna you know keep the moisture out. So you're telling me I don't have to wear leather armor? You've oh, al- you've already tanned the skin? <laughs> no, no, it's not the premium. It's just the regular kind. How many piercings to make it? Great static? choice. Let's get you into a changing room, and I'll bring out some looks for you. We'll go in sexy and dexy today. The body you come out with is a tall and statuesque tan-skinned woman with deep green eyes, a large nose and ears, well-groomed eyebrows, and a round face. She also has dull, dark brown hair, long, in a braid. Your stats are 13 strength, 15 dexterity, 12 constitution, 10 intelligence, 8 wisdom, and 14 charisma. You stand in front of the mirror and see something you've not seen if not never, in a long time. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> the body of a woman. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm not too opposed to this, but Usha, you're giving me a jealous look. Well, ma'am, uh, Gasper, um, friend, you, it's just that I had to wait, what, Near on 20 years to get a new body, you walk into a shop and get one immediately. Well, not to compete, but I was rotting at the bottom of a swamp for most of those years. When they found me, I was barely conscious. was near animal. took years to knit my soul back together. Hey, it's uh, getting a little awkward in here. You want me to uh, bring some wardrobe for you, or... You know, get you another model? Oh, yes. Let me see the wardrobe options. All right, all right. Let's, uh, let's get you to the warehouse and pick you out something pretty. I promise Wusha I'll be quick. Take your time. Wusha is going to linger behind a little bit. For almost the first time in his existence, he's a little more prone to embarrassment than he usually is and feels like he definitely insulted Gaspar. He's going to look himself in the mirror and miss his old body. Looking at the weird shifting patterns on his new form, he's really going to focus on them and allow them to become the magic eye picture they almost are. When he loses focus, he realizes he's looking back at his own self, his old self, in the mirror, just for a moment. It has been six hours of wandering the streets of the Bowery. When you finally see the bookstore from which you acquired Astrum and Ethereum. You can tangibly feel your knees and feet crying out with relief. I hope they have a coffee shop where I can sit down for a moment. All bookstores have coffee shops nowadays. You have been smelling coffee the entire six hours, and at no point have you seen a coffee shop. There's a Baba Java on every corner. We can all go out for lunch after we meet back up with Gaspar and Wusha. Um, if you, you excuse me, Papa, there's someone I want to go talk to uh, a little further from here. Not too far, though. That's fine. Just don't get lost. This place seems to be designed specifically for getting lost. Don't worry. I'm sure there'll be a dug nearby. 
Uh, just to be safe, why don't you take Opus? I don't want to bring him into the bookstore. He gets hungry this time of day. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good idea. You don't want him getting overstuffed on abstract books. It's empty calories. <laughs> As you enter the bookstore, you are greeted by familiar... Hello, it's you again! Hello, my good gift friend. There's me! I have come to purchase... I lay a scroll on the desk and then dramatically unclip it and it unrolls and just kind of keeps going. To put an advanced order on books for a library that will be soon opening in Acrotaria. Why this? This is a lot. It's too much, maybe. This is more of a as many as we can find or similar to checklist. Okay. I think I can manage this. What are you um, money with? Uh, we have a credit with Miss Vinculum. Ah, you're, you're working for Akuterian now, yes? It's as needs must. Uh, I spent plenty of time living in the Abel. They don't like Abelites. They're uh, stupid. Oh, go on. What, what else can you tell me about Abelites? The name keeps coming up and I've learned a little, but it seems like a complicated concept. Well, mostly they draw in their own hair, which is weird. They have eyes that tell you whether or not there are many people or just one people. I don't like that. No, I can see why. Uh, if they have a, a green, it's probably just one guy. If they have a shifting green and like seven other colors and colors you've never seen before that make you think of your mother for some reason, there's probably more than one guy. And that guy's probably everywhere. I see. So is their plurality in some way tied to their pupils? No. It's tied to penis, vagina, baby make. They have babies, sometimes many of them, sometimes the one of them. But they're not many in the same place. They're many different places. I see. I, I'm familiar with the formula. <laughs> it's been around, <laughs> it's been, been around for a long time. Yeah, the, uh, the fancy many time peoples, they're the higher rank. And then on lower rank, you have the, uh, the, the good peoples. I think I'm following. Uh, birth indicates rank in many ways. Bingo bungo. And lots and lots of children seems to notate more of a poor family in their standing. Eh, probably. Like everywhere. I'm from big family. I have low standing. Until I get the book. Book place. You see book place? This means high standing. Well, I'm ready to put your book place to the test. The Let's see. Uh, I must tell you, I've used this copy of Astrum and Ethereum religiously. And I'll show him that it looks like it's aged 30 years since I bought it from here. And the amount of work and notes that have been put into it are impossible in what to him is probably, what, like a few months? Or no, it was longer here than it was for us. No, no, it was a short time. Months? <laughs> so in a year, I've done about 30 years of notes to this guy. <laughs> I particularly found this part quite interesting. I say ruffling through it and showing that this book has been practically rewritten at this point. He scratches his lime green mohawk. Then what? Oh, I was in another plane of existence recently and had a lot of time to work on my reading. Okay. Uh, do you have any books on eudaimonia? Eudaimonia. <laughs> 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 yes, that one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. I, 
I'll just start looking around on the shelves, and if you have any of these titles, just let me know. And oh, put it- no, you're the money. You mean uh, the state of being really uh, feeling very good? Paradise. Paradise. Place? Heaven. Uh, yes. You demonia you means feel good time. It can. <laughs> okay. This is a place. A planner. Planner things are high up because the plans are high up. Go up the stairs. Anything you need. Oh, what, what a logical format. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> As you head upstairs, you do find that the balcony is predominantly planar physics and things of that nature. Excellent. Well, the things I'm trying to get the most documentation on are the things that are going to help us in our current plight. A lot of it has to do with local laws, history of the LUQ and legal cases pertaining to certain scenarios. A lot of planar shit, Mm -hmm. including a bunch, if I can find it, on Itletoa. Some language books, things about necromancy. A lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving blank bookshelves. I'm just going to fill them with all the stuff I can. You're not certain how far your credit extends on this kind of stuff. And a lot of what you're looking for is pretty standard. And some of it is very, very rare. Mm -hmm. So, oh boy, go ahead and give me, I'm going to say, give me a charisma check. Uh, we'll say persuasion for how well you've impressed yourself upon obsessive vinculum and how much she's willing to extend her credit. Definitely not my shiniest of stats. <laughs> so persuasion, 15, flat. Not bad. I will say that you could acquire all of your standard books, anything that is going to show up in a normal library, but you can pick one subject in which you can get a rare tome. I'm going to probably go with Ethel Okay, cool. When you find the Aethelton book, the first thing you notice is that the scroll work on the outside is not only similar to what you saw in Halophon, it is almost exactly the same. And you realize that it is tattooed flesh, likely from an Aethelton. Mm. Forbidden knowledge. Mm. The pages themselves are written in a script not unlike it. Uh, it seems to be like a kind of low speech. You don't know the language immediately upon looking at it, but you imagine it wouldn't be too hard to find a resource book for it. Excellent. I was also noticing that after 20 years of reading books in Eudaimonia, not everything is written in verse and poem. Bingo. In fact, this reads a lot like a war history. You know, it's structured almost like a textbook as you read it. But what little uh, Aethelton you've learned from Halophon tells you that it is extremely, extremely dry. Gotcha. Well, needless to say that whatever my unknown budget is, I grind up against the borders of it as hard as I can. <laughs> as I leave the shop, the only book I'm actually bringing with me is the one on Ethel The other ones are an advanced order for when our new establishment and home is available. And looking around the streets, I realize it looks completely different than it did when I went in the shop. So for a moment, my pupils go white and the eye of Opus snaps awake and I can see penny's hip (laughs) and get a rough idea where she is and follow the beacon that opus sets for me excellent probably bumping into some people on the way as my eyes readjust to being able to see again not only do you see the hip but also almost written in the air from his perspective you can see uh his script writing literal directions on how to find where they are nice what a good boy uh you also find that during the uh instructions there are certain places where it says Turn right, intend, and then it describes something. 
If I hadn't been here before, that would seem like nonsense. (laughs) You do pass a couple of Dugs on the way, some of them talking to people, some of them just simply standing and staring at things, gesturing to change the surface of the world around them. But none of them seem to pay much attention to you. Whichever one I come closest to that isn't too overly busy, I'm going to attempt to give him a high five. As you approach, the hand kind of comes up, even without any clear indication from your body that that's what you intend to do. And with all the strength of an old man, I give it a good solid smack. (laughs) Perfect. He goes a little hard in, in that kind of weird jerky way that people who don't know how to give a good high five do. But it lands and it lands dead on. Hmm. I don't feel any cooler. <laughs> Aliphant's full of shit. <laughs> you find Nelly. As you turn the corner down a perhaps familiar alleyway, you see Nelly finishing up talking to some kind of a vendor carrying several bags. <laughs> as she adds one more item, a hat box, to her pile of sundry goods, she turns towards you. Uh, What's all this? Adventuring supplies? Uh, Well, I wanted a new wardrobe, Papa. The dresses I brought from Eudaimonia are hardly suitable for Zenith. Especially the birthday dress. Yes, I was warned not to wear that one in public here. Well, uh, I suppose I can give you a hand. This is quite an armload. (laughs) Were they selling them by the pound? (laughs) Doug walks up to you. And then he turns and walks away. Uh, Bye. Seems you've gathered Doug's attention. As he turns, you see that he's wearing a tailcoat, but the tailcoat seems to have multiple layers of color as it comes down. Like each successive layer of color, it makes the tailcoat longer, almost like a parrot or some kind of tropical bird. It's the only thing about him that stands out other than the rest of the normal Doug outfit, typically a t-shirt and jeans. Doug's looking quite fancy today. I like it very much. This is the best place to go clothes shopping because they can give you whatever you can imagine. Well, you'll have to show me some of your new dresses when we have a place that isn't a hotel. I will. I'll need a bigger closet. And, uh, Papa, since we'll be moving to Akrataria soon, I was thinking that, um, her fingers tentatively pressed together as she averts her gaze. We could maybe shop a new look for you. Maybe um, something in a different color besides brown. You're flattering in a chocolate sheet, but I'd really love to see you in something else. Do you not think the Abelites would take kindly to my attire? It's just, it's kind of a high fashion place. Oh dear, I... I wouldn't even know where to begin or what to look for. I do. Let, uh, g- come this way. I, I've already thought about it. All right, I'm co- coming. <laughs> As Gaspar, Nelly, and Yavos find their way to a secluded section of Theta Dock, you see Wusha standing at the edge of the pier. Wusha is uncharacteristically wringing his hands together. His brows are knit. And he's sort of hanging his head a little bit. I uh, appreciate you all taking a moment to meet me here. Thought it'd be nice. Have a little bit of company while I I say goodbye to someone. Goodbye to someone? What happened? Uh, 
well, I happened. I, uh, I never got the chance to say goodbye to me. I just had to be this. Gesturing at all of himself. Go on. Well, I, I noticed I could look elsewise and, um, I don't know what'll happen, but case things get too weird, I wanted to make sure you were nearby while I bid me farewell. Just so I can start moving on. Well, I'll admit I'm a little confused, but of course we're here for you. Woosha. I think I understand better than anyone. We'll take as long as you need. Literally every single one of you have at one point or another gone to sleep or died and woken up in a different body. The powerful aspect of the dream made manifest in this old man, Panikos, the new Furbolg body, and Gaspar, literally without one. Thanks, Nelly. I was hoping you'd say that. Okay, here goes nothing. Using my new disguise self ability and focusing on the swirling patterns on my body, new Wuxia is going to turn into old Wuxia. Walk over to the edge of the dock and look down. This section of Theta Dock, like many sections of all of the docks that surround Zenith, is not designed to support Aethercraft. Not all gates open to worlds with Aethercraft available, and some worlds need to be able to move goods from plane to plane. The ring gate ahead of you is surrounded with an artificial ocean. Wuxia looks down over the edge at his old self. (sighs) Hey there, you handsome bastard. I'm sorry things went the way they did. I'm sorry your best weren't good enough. I'm sorry I let you down. Things are going to be hard without you, and I hope what we learn don't fade away. I hope when I think about you, I don't sink. You, uh, you think I can make it? The reflection responds. A crew's made of its people, not its captain. As long as you got your friends... You got legs to stand on. <laughs> or in your case, leg. <laughs> Lucky bastard. <laughs> we'll be hit by winds on all sides. My map's gone a bit blurry. How am I going to navigate moving forward? Why, you navigate by the stores that you're surrounded with that you call friends. I guess you're right. Like them real stars, they ain't always going to stick in the same place, are they? No, they'll move and they'll shine different brightnesses. But you can always trust that they'll be there for you. I'm carrying a lot more with me now. Heavy weights, burdens, a full load. You don't think I'll, well, slow the vessel, will I? Hey, chin up. The weight of a cannon ain't the same as a ballast. Every pound matters. Hey, bet you can't be better than me. I hope you are, though. I'll take that bet. 
take that bet any day. My only problem is I want them to understand that that's what I'm betting on. Do you... You think they can learn to forgive me? The good ship Fellow Crowns weathered more than a few storms. They'll get through this. Aye. What's a few bumps and swells, huh? Despite what I've been looking at, always seen myself as young. You think it's time I grow up? Time I start looking at myself as more responsible? Every member of a crew's got responsibilities. A child can serve as a swabby, but it takes a man to be a captain. I think I understand. I've been handed this second chance. This new opportunity. Is it worth it? The phantasmal eyes of your old body lock onto yours, the pupils deep and black. Whether it is or not, the tide's rising. I believe that concludes our contractually obligated one-on-one. I'd hate for you to think me derelict in my duties as commissioner. All spokesmen deserve equal face time with the boss, of course. But I have things to do and places to be. Ah, the boss, I'm sure. Are you certain I can tempt you with a drink? This gin of the Elderwood is simply impossible. The Archfey truly know how to harvest their own. No. Thank you, party pooper. Really, Glenn, I do appreciate you making the appearance, but why the sourpuss? Mr. Goethe, you've spent the last three years building bureaucratic roadblocks for me, and the second I had the opportunity to remove a thorny crown from my side, I provided them with the legal counsel to which they are entitled. Don't speak to me of entitlements. You sit on a throne of skulls and lecture me of the means I use to attain my ends. First of all, you know as well as I do that the throne of skulls would clash with the decor. Second, the ill-gotten nature of my gains was never a matter of choice. You, my friend. I am not your friend. You, my friend, elect to do vile things to further your own banal agenda, with absolutely no external cosmic forces at play in your soul. In short, you have a choice. I did not. And now that I do, well, I shall use that choice to further greater goods than those that sit in my coffers. (laughs) How noble. No, my friend. Noble are those who toil without thought of reward, whose lives are free from the touch of the greater real. I am a pawn turned knight, and you, a would-be king. And we know better than most that nobility of birth and station rarely, if ever, coincide with nobility of spirit. Good evening, Mr. Goethe, and good evening to you, Interim Commissioner. Unfortunately, that interim might end up being a little bit shorter and sweeter than you had intended. That is, if our mutual friends have anything to say about it. I wouldn't be so sure, Johan. After all, I know what awaits them in the Axis. Shopping episode! Swimming at wait no wait, nothing like shopping in a funeral. <laughs> Three gotta bodies love in it. A funeral. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you guys got to get in like new outfits beforehand. 
At least our shopping episodes aren't literally like, hold on while I comb through magic items and decide what literal shit I'm going to buy with money. I'm sorry, do you not want to have a long, drawn-out financial argument and theoretical gold coins? Christ. Why would I want magic <laughs> items? I mean, by <laughs> clothes and bootylicious bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and books. I was oh uh, thinking while we were doing that scene, it's, it'd be funny if like, I bet you could get a part-time job just inhabiting some of the bodies and like working them out and then oh, putting them uh, back on the shelf. Keep them worn in. Ghosts will do the job for a half of the price. You're fucking one <laughs> one man task rabbit over here. I fucking love it. Just just like if you if you pay a little extra, you can get a body with you know a couple more stat points. The premium. <laughs> I kind of wanted Dana Sales when to just be like, "All right, see you next time. Enjoy your new tits." <laughs> 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 uh, let's go. Uh, let's go around the table. I wasn't complaining about the breasts. <laughs> <laughs> let's go around the table and uh, talk about our favorite moments here. Mm, I mean, the return of the body salesman is just too good. Like that was we, we very, were already talking very funny. about it. That was yeah. uh, that was off the cuff, Zach. Suggested it. I literally, it didn't even occur to me until the moment I was there. I'm like, oh, it's gotta be the body salesman. <laughs> just. The the lines that spew out were flesh out of <laughs> oh, yeah, flesh out of dicks. Flesh out of dicks. <laughs> the first time I said that, I flubbed that line accidentally saying flesh instead of fresh. I stopped in the middle and Zach's just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, we immediately saw the funny in that. Everybody needed it. Uh, yeah, just, just great stuff. It means uh, the absolute world to me that all of you did a wuxia impression <laughs> and all of you fucking piped in. In, in that section with solid fucking gold each time. Thank you all so much for, for making little Wusha's goodbye old me funeral. So cute. I appreciate it. <laughs> and that was a that was a fun prompt for you to spout on us. Barbershop Wush Tet. Hell yeah. <laughs> we had a bright future. Yeah, we've never we've never done that before, and that was that was really fun, and Max sprung it on us. Surprise. Um gosh, I I liked everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually, I really like how Wuxia focused this episode was. Like it opened with Wuxia, it closed with Wuxia, and it was just like a really nice encapsulation of that transition in his character. And I, I like that about it. Like the bookends. The bookends of Wuxia. <laughs> mm. Now he just has to learn how to read. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> uh, just for like pure visuals of things I like to like picture in my head, the idea of like the four of us hanging out in a best question hotel room <laughs> with like snack wrappers and an ice bucket and Wusha like just depressing the mattress to the floor. <laughs> it's good stuff. The most <laughs> flickering candle possible. <laughs> Don't go over that room with a black light. There is literally nothing I love more than being able to pass y'all uh, stories and just have you blow it out of the fucking water, so to speak. It's been an absolute delight for me not to have to over plan lately. And you guys have been making that so much easier. <laughs> but generally, I feel like every single one of your stories had something about it that I loved. Uh, whether it was <laughs> Gaspar literally asking for more ads. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the shallow part oh my god that's how I mean. it's pure okay. beautiful fan service so good um or like i mean Wusha, honestly yeah the the idea of us doing the voices was great i at first like <laughs> when you when you pitched it to me i thought you were suggesting that the characters do Wusha voices in character and i'm like 
That is a lot to ask of a voice actor. That was definitely, that was like a thought of my, I, I, for, for some transparency, I came up with the idea on the fucking ride over here to have sure. like Wuxia funeral. And originally it was like, how do I, how do I make this not just me jerking myself off into the microphone the whole fucking time? How do I extend it? Maybe I could have them like pretend they're me and like make it better, whatever. And then I remembered my uh, disguised self ability. Mm. And I was like, fucking hold on. Pretty tasty. <laughs> but no, it, it's all been really amazing. I also never expected to have the bookseller be the guy uh, be back again. And I'm like, what accent did I do for him? <laughs> he was vaguely Eastern European, right? All right, I'm going to bust that one out. Here we go. He was like. In the direction of Vickens because of Gith Yankee, but then different and having his own yes. his own dialogue. Yes. But I'm really, I'm really loving this. We've got some interesting stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm really excited about uh, future episodes from here. And I'm excited to see for you to see the Mance. Literally, I spent more time writing that than almost anything. <laughs> so oh, we'll see I'm excited. Mm. But uh yeah, until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs> <Got that. laughs>